Hi, this is Megan Cloherty, investigative reporter for WTOP News. If you like top news from WTOP, we think you'll love our new podcast called the DMV Download, where we take a more in-depth look at the biggest local stories of the day happening in our area. We hope you check it out. Affecting LGBTQ students and families. Was evidence collected legally against the so-called Potomac River rapist? I'm John Doman. Charges of assault are filed after Friday's fight at a football game in Gaithersburg. I'm Kate Ryan. The Dow up 197 points. NASDAQ up 87. This is CBS News on the Hour. Sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Christopher Cruz in Washington. In Puerto Rico, National Guardsmen have rescued hundreds of people stranded by floodwaters. After a hurricane lashed the island Sunday, much of the island is without power and rain continues to fall. CBS's David Bigno is in San Juan. There has been catastrophic flooding and mudslides down trees and power lines. Brown flood water flowed in all directions, seemingly swallowing everything in its path. In Utuado, in the center of the island, this new metal bridge, built just four years ago after Hurricane Maria, was swept away like a twig. Nearly the entire island is in the dark. Some 1.3 million people are still without power. Almost 840,000 have no running water. A magnitude 7.6 earthquake shook southern Mexico early this afternoon, just after a drill had taken place. The charred land creates a new threat for firefighters dealing with the rain. These very steep, a rugged terrain is already rugged enough for the firefighters, but then we add wet and moisture on the ground, it becomes slippery. The National Weather Service issued a flash flood watch for the mosquito fire burn scars. The new threat could mean debris flows are possible. Reporter Shanti Passmore. Queen Elizabeth was laid to rest today after a state funeral steeped in centuries of tradition. Lawyers for the former president argue that any declarations... Re- Tens of thousands of people gathered here in Windsor to watch the funeral on the big screens and then to await the arrival of the Queen herself. And when it ended, there was a two-minute moment of silence here and across the nation. A sheriff in Texas is investigating whether migrants who were flown to the Northeast were enticed by promises of jobs there. Bear County Sheriff Javier Salazar. They were shuttled to an airplane. Uh, where they were flown to Florida and then eventually flown to Martha's Vineyard, again, under false pretenses is the, the information that we have. Florida's Republican Governor Ron DeSantis took responsibility for the two charter flights. He said taxpayer money was used. Reaction to President Biden's 60 Minutes interview, during which he said definitively that the U.S. would defend Taiwan if China invaded the island nation. CBS's Ed O'Keefe at the White House. The president also told 60 Minutes the U.S. military would defend Taiwan against a quote, unprecedented attack from China. White House officials later clarified U.S. policy towards Taiwan hasn't changed. The Chinese called the president's comments. Well, they said they sent the wrong signal. Ford has slashed its third quarter earnings forecast because of a parts shortage that has as many as 45,000 vehicles sitting on lots waiting to be assembled. This is CBS News. We've all spent more time with family lately. It can feel like old times, but your mind is on the future, too, and what you can do to shape it. At Sandy Spring Bank, we work with clients to help them grow and protect their money with wealth management, trust services, and insurance so they can enjoy today and ultimately pass along their wealth. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your dreams. Visit sandyspringbank.com slash wealth. Wealth and insurance products are not FDIC insured, not guaranteed, and may lose value. WTLP at 1203. 
Tuesday morning, September 20th, 2022. Clear to partly cloudy, low humidity, lows in the 60s for the most parts around the region by daybreak. We're at 70 in our nation's capital right now. Good morning to you. I'm Dean Lane. We do indeed thank you for taking us along for your Tuesday morning ride. Topping the local stories we're looking at for you in this midnight hour. Adnan Syed, the Baltimore man convicted of killing a classmate back in 1999, is a free man this Tuesday morning. As WTOP's own Kyle Cooper reports this hour from Baltimore, a judge has set aside the conviction this week. In a court hearing, Baltimore prosecutors who asked that the conviction be vacated detailed three reasons why. One, new DNA evidence suggests two others could be responsible for Hay Min Lee's murder. Police work in the case was shoddy, and there was a lie detector test that was not handled properly. Adnad Syed's attorney, Erica Suter. 23 years later, we now know what Adnan and his loved ones have always known that Adnan's trial was profoundly and outrageously unfair. The state has 30 days to refile charges against Syed or drop the case. He smiled and waved at supporters when he walked out of the courthouse a free man. In Baltimore, Kyle Cooper, WTOP News. After Monday's hearing this week, Baltimore State's Attorney Marilyn Mosby said investigators are waiting for the results of DNA analysis right now before determining whether or not to seek a new trial date or throw out the case altogether against Syed and certify his innocence. Stay tuned. WTOP News Time, now 12.05. The man police have been calling the shopping cart killer suspect has now been indicted this week on five counts in the deaths of two women in the Harrisonburg, Virginia area. A judge has forwarded Anthony Eugene Robinson's case to the grand jury for two counts of first-degree murder, two counts of hiding the bodies of Beth Redmond and Tonita Smith. And the grand jury added the count of aggravated murder. If he is convicted, Robinson could be sentenced to life. He's also suspected, but not yet charged, in the deaths of two women locally in Fairfax County and one in D.C. WTOP News, time now 12.05. A lawyer for the man dubbed the Potomac River Rapist is arguing the evidence against 62-year-old Giles Warwick was collected illegally and should not be permitted. For two days, both sides dug in deep into what happened when police tried to figure out if Warwick really was their guy. The defense is arguing that the DNA sample voluntarily given by 62-year-old Giles Warwick wasn't all that voluntary, that Warwick felt like he had to provide it. And in an audio recording of the interview the day before he was arrested, you can hear Warwick say he's got no choice when detectives asked him for a saliva sample after showing up at his home in South Carolina back in 2019. But you also hear D.C. police detective Todd Williams tell him he did have the option to decline, saying, quote, I don't want you to feel like we're holding you down doing it. But under South Carolina law, doing so voluntarily meant police didn't have to use the search warrant they had and thus give away details police admit they didn't want to share unless they had to. At D.C. Superior Court, John Doman, WTOP News. WTOP Tuesday morning at 12.06. Virginia school systems reacting this week to Governor Glenn Youngkin's proposed policies for LGBTQ students. They include restricting which bathrooms and personal pronouns transgender students can use at school. Arlington Public Schools says they continue to support the rights of their transgender, non-binary, and gender-fluid students and remain committed to providing welcoming, safe, and supportive school environments. Fairfax County Public Schools says the school system remains committed to safe, respectful, and inclusive learning spaces. The Fairfax Education Association calls the proposed policies dangerous. In a statement this week, the teachers' union said 
The policies in question are really about imposing one's beliefs onto other people. It adds trans is an adjective. Trans girls are girls, trans boys are boys. In Prince William County, School Board Chairman Babar Latif tells WTOP this week they are still looking at the legal implications of the new rules on the table, but said all students come first in Prince William schools, regardless of their race, religion, or gender, or sexual orientation. Loudoun County Public Schools said they had no comment right now on the proposed guidelines. WTOP at 12.07. At Papa John's, when you start with better ingredients, you just naturally get lots of other menu items that are, well, better. Like delicious papadillas, cheese sticks, chicken poppers, garlic knots, double chocolate chip brownies, plus more. Now you can choose from lots of delectable items on our Papa Pairings menu for just $6.99 each when you get two or more. Just $6.99 each. That's better ingredients, better pizza, better prices. Papa John's. Good Tuesday morning, September 20th, 2022. Welcome into WTOP. This is Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off at train cleaning today. Tuesday morning at 12.08. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. Good morning to Carlos Ramirez with this from the WTOP Traffic Center. Good morning, Dean. We'll start off with the biggest work zones causing headaches this early, early, early morning. The inner loop of the Beltway, top side of the Beltway in Maryland. The brake lights begin right at Old Georgetown Road. This is because of the work zone that's got multiple lanes along the left-hand side of the roadway blocked. In other words, you only have a single right lane getting past the work zone between Old Georgetown Road and Georgia Avenue, a rather large stretch of the top side of the Beltway right now. Keep in mind that traffic trying to get onto the inner loop of the Beltway only has a single lane to merge into so you have to let them in and of course that is uh, backing things up onto those ramps if you're headed on the outer loop of the beltway headed past baltimore avenue that's route one the left lane is blocked with a work zone not causing any real delays as of now hearing about a new accident scene it looks like to be looks to be on the same on st barnabas road at the intersection of silver hill road no delays just yet but do watch out for the response for it if you're making your way through the glen burnie area westbound side of 100 completely shut down right now for the accident scene happened last hour. All lanes blocked headed westbound. Looks like uh, the ramps that would normally take you onto Oakwood Road are also partially blocked. So keep an eye out for that one. Eastbound side of 100 past Oakwood also has the left lane uh, blocked uh, so you have to stay to the right to get past the incident there. Follow police direction as needed through that area. Down in Virginia, interloop ramp to 66 westbound closed. Visit Fitzmall.com to find a safe used car. Fitzgerald has hundreds of cars, trucks, and SUVs. Next to a new car, Fitzway used cars best. Visit Fitzmall.com today. Carlos Ramirez, WTOP Traffic. Shorts and T-shirts the next couple of days, and then sweaters and jackets by the end of the week. Yeah, high temperature on your Tuesday, going for a high of 85 with plenty of sunshine. Wednesday, high temperature of 87, once again, mostly sunny. On Thursday, look for high temperature in the upper 70s to low 80s. Good chance of a few showers, not a washout of a day. That's as the cold front comes through. And, of course, Thursday, the last day of summer, the first official day of fall. It's going to feel like it. Sunshine, breezy, and a high temperature of 69. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. Right now, we are at 75 degrees in DuPont Circle, 67 Germantown, 66 in Annandale. We're at 67 degrees in our nation's capital midnight hour, Tuesday morning, September 20th. This check brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. Check them out, longfence.com. The invasion of Ukraine. Live updates 24-7, 365. 
Washington's Top News, 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. Very latest in just moments on WTOP. 1877 Cards for Kids. K-A-R-S, Cards for Kids. Donate your car today at carsforkids.org. Your car, running or not, can be picked up as soon as the next day. No title, no problem. Call 877-CARS-FOR-KIDS or go online at carsforkids.org to donate today. 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. Donate your car today. Now accepting donations of land, homes, buildings, or any kind of real estate. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. Hey, it's Jack Taylor. You've heard me talking about the new standard in five-star senior living coming to Gaithersburg, the Carnegie at Washingtonian Center. They're inviting you to join them at the Lakewood Country Club Ballroom in Rockville on September 29th for a free author presentation, book signing, and luncheon featuring Steve Gillen, New York Times best-selling author of The Pact, Bill Clinton, Newt Gingrich, and the rivalry that defined a generation, and America's Reluctant Prince, The Life of John F. Kennedy Jr. Space is limited. Be sure to register today at lifeofthecarnegie.com. This is WTOP News. WTOP at 1212, Tuesday morning, September 20th. Welcome in. Glad you're with us here at WTOP this early morning. Now to the latest in the war between Russia and Ukraine. Ukrainian authorities continue to recover bodies found at a mass burial site outside the recently liberated city of Izium. Russia is denying any involvement in these deaths of hundreds of people found there. The Kremlin spokesman says it's a lie and, of course, we'll stand up for the truth in this entire story. But WTOP National Security Correspondent J.J. Green spoke with a reporter who's not buying Russia's denials on this one. Just a warning, some of this is very graphic. It was a very misty morning, I remember. For Armand Soldin, a photographer for Agence France Press, it was a day he'll never forget. We went there, actually, when we heard the news that they found uh, more than 400 graves outside the cemetery in Izium and uh, probably a mass grave, so we immediately headed there. Upon arrival, the scene was eerie. I mean, you have to imagine this potential very beautiful forest and all of a sudden all these cross starting to appear. These crosses he spoke of were marked only with numbers. As the graves were exhumed, they found people with ropes around their hands, feet, and in some cases their necks. There was evidence some had been stabbed, others shot, some electrocuted. Hundreds of graves were found and according to Soldin, there are likely many more victims than graves because many of the graves had multiple bodies in them. J.J., you spoke with several of the top U.S. intelligence leaders, and this war was a key topic. What did they have to say about why Russia is performing so poorly in this war? It was at the INSA Intelligence and National Security Summit, and one of the people that I spoke with was Vice Admiral Frank Whitworth, who's the head of the National Geospatial and Intelligence Agency. And he says it's important to remember that throughout history, Russian wars have started slowly, meaning the disaster that they've experienced in this conflict with Ukraine is not unique to Russia war activity when it starts off. He says the key thing is to be prepared for Russia to bounce back. And U.S. intelligence right now shows the Russian war effort is failing. But if Ukraine lets up, they could get back into it. And already signs are showing that they're trying to find reinforcements, new weapon sources. So they clearly haven't given up on this. With the latest in the war between Ukraine and Russia, that's WTOP National Security Correspondent J.J. Green talking with Sean and Hillary. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. 
To sell your home, connect with Jennifer Young. This is Dave Johnson. I know this from experience. And while the average agent in the D.C. region sells a home or two every month, Jennifer sells at least one home every single day and has over 15,000 buyers in her database ready to look at your home. The Wall Street Journal ranks Jennifer and her amazing team in the top 100 out of 1.4 million real estate agents in the entire country for 10 years and counting. So go ahead. Do what I did. Call Jennifer at 877-611-SELL or online at jenniferyounghomes.com. Keller Williams Realty, 703-815-5700. After midnight, you're with WTOP, Van Dean Lane. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Good Tuesday morning, September 20th, our first midnight hit with Rob this morning. As has been the case for the Nationals for much of the last few weeks, the brightest spot in their loss was Joey Manessis. The 30-year-old rookie went 4-4 four for four in a 5-2 loss in Atlanta. Dave Martinez. He uses the whole field. You know, he stays on the ball really well. Not afraid to hit with two strikes. So he's been doing well, man. He works great at bat. So, you know, I love watching him go up there and I love watching him hit. But he also does all the right things, you know, on defense and both at first base and, and in the outfield. But Corey Abbott had a rough four-inning start to stay winless on the mound this season. As for the Orioles, they didn't get a hit until the seventh inning of an 11-0 blowout loss to the Detroit Tigers at Camden Yards. They are now five games out of the last American League wildcard spot with 16 games to play. Dusty Baker's Houston Astros officially play off-bound after clinching the AL West for the fifth time in six years. Monday Night Football featured two blowouts. Buffalo got a huge performance from local product Stefan Diggs in a 41-7 route of Tennessee, and Philadelphia's Jalen Hurts had a statement game and a 24-7 win over Minnesota. The Eagles 2-0 for the first time since 2016. Coming to FedEx Field Sunday to face a Washington Commanders team frustrated over a tough loss in Detroit that left Jonathan Allen spending his Monday channeling his inner Bill Belichick. We're on to Philadelphia. Yeah, center Chase Rouye is not. He's headed to injured reserve with a knee injury, getting a second opinion to see if it requires season-ending surgery. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. All right, thanks, Rob. As always, 1217 Tuesday morning on WTOP top stories we're following for you this early midnight hour. New this morning, Baltimore's Adnan Syed is out of prison this hour. A judge has this week overturned Syed's 1999 murder conviction, telling prosecutors they have a month to order a new trial or dismiss all charges. Former President Trump was able to get a win in the Mar-a-Lago documents investigation this week by getting a special master appointed. Now his team of lawyers may be on a tougher road. The court-appointed special master reviewing documents the FBI seized during the August 8th search, has asked the former president to disclose details about any materials he claims to have declassified before calling them his property. There's a big meeting all on this later today, this Tuesday. Stay with WTOP for more on these developing stories in just minutes. Tuesday morning, September 20th, where the time now is 12.18. Good morning. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. Let's check in now this morning with Carlos Ramirez with this in the WTOP Traffic Center. Thanks, Dean. Watching a handful of work zones, uh, a handful might not be enough room, actually. The eastbound side of work zones out there on 66. If you're headed eastbound there, after 29 in Gainesville, the work crew blocks the right-hand side of the roadway. Now, you should only have a single lane getting by along the left-hand side. Uh, as you head past that point and headed over towards 28, here's the thing. That work zone is also blocking the ramp that would normally take you onto northbound 28. So if that's your destination, you're going to have to find a different route. Otherwise, you can always take uh, the southbound ramp and then turn around there. If you're headed eastbound between Gainesville and Manassas, the work crew is blocking the right-hand side of the roadway as well, though only a single right lane is blocked between 29 and Gainesville and uh, 234 Prince William Parkway. However, in addition to that, the ramps from 29 
on 266 eastbound are currently closed as well. Same story on uh, the ramp to 234, so you will need an alternate route there as well. Sudley Road or 15 and Haymarket may be your options. Interloop of the Beltway, the ramp that would normally take you onto 66 westbound, tonight is closed. You cannot head westbound on 66 from northbound 495. You will either need to opt for Route 50 if you're headed west of the Beltway, or you can opt for Route 7. Come back southbound, take 66 westbound from there. If that is your option, watch out for this. Westbound 66 from after Route 7 till just after the Beltway, you'll have a single right lane getting by. Because of that work zone, they're forced to block the uh, part of the ramp from the outer loop of the Beltway onto westbound 66. You'll only have a single lane on that ramp that will meet with a single lane of traffic on 66. You'll slow down from a brief moment there, open up again, but then there's a work zone between Nutley Street and Route 50 that's only got a single lane getting by. This one is along the left-hand side. Carlos Ramirez, WTOP Traffic. So more nice weather as we make our way through the next couple of days. Sunshine, high temperature of 85. Wednesday, high of 87. Once again, plenty of sunshine. On Thursday, a cold front moves our way. Look for a high of 82 with a 40% chance of showers. Uh, we will see much cooler weather towards the end of the week. Friday, I'm going for a high temperature only in the mid to upper 60s. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Kammerer. Right now, we are at 75 at Reagan National, 71 at BWI Marshall, 68 at Dulles, midnight hour, Tuesday morning, September 20th. We're at 70 degrees exactly in our nation's capital. This check in the midnight hour brought to you by Villac Home Design. The roofing experts call 1-800-279-5300. That's 1-800-279-5300. Villac Home Design. Check them out. You're with WTOP and Dean Lane. Is President Joe Biden running for re-election come 2024? Some answers coming up this midnight half hour on WTOP. This is WTOP News. WTOP News Time 1221. Charges have been filed against the people involved in fights that erupted during a high school football game locally in Gaithersburg happening on Friday night. Gaithersburg police say four juveniles have been charged with assault in connection with fights that happened off the field Friday night during the football game between Northwest and Gaithersburg high schools. A 19-year-old Germantown man also faces a number of related charges, including second-degree assault and disorderly conduct. The fighting started on the field, and Montgomery County Council President Gabe Albornoz was asked about the incident. It was um, a disappointing and, and, yes, somewhat shocking incident, and we have to make sure that this does not become the norm. Principals at the schools issued a joint statement over the weekend saying that updated security plans would be shared once they're completed. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. WTOP News time at 1222 on your Tuesday morning. President Joe Biden running for re-election in 2024. Here's what he told CBS's 60 Minutes. Look, my intention, as I said to begin with, is that I would run again. But it's just an intention. But is it a firm decision that I run again? That remains to be seen. WTOP's Dimitri Sotis talks about this with NBC News correspondent Carol Lee, who reports this morning the president's aides are quietly, apparently, assembling a campaign as they wait for President Biden's final decision. On this one. President Biden is running until he's not running. And what he's saying, it, what he said in that 60 Minutes of your interview was very striking because he's not made this final decision and it's largely hinged on this family meeting that he's expected to have sometime toward the end of the year, you, typically. And that that'll be when the final decision comes. And that what we're told is not to read too much into his comments to mean that he isn't running. The plan currently as it's being discussed is for the president 
to if there is a re-election campaign and that right now all preparations are for a re-election campaign, but that it would be structured so the Democratic National Committee would house the bulk of the campaign activities and there would be a very small official 2024 Biden campaign effort. Now, what that does is give the president some flexibility in terms of timing to say he can announce formally as late or as early as he wants to because that infrastructure is already going to be built out by the DNC. It also saves him a lot of money because the DNC can raise a ton more money than a presidential campaign, which has stricter restrictions in terms of the amount that a campaign can raise. And it already has built-in staff, on-the-ground operations in battleground states, a war room, a number of things that a campaign, a presidential campaign, would have to put pay money for. I'm in no way predicting a Biden versus Trump rematch, <laughs> although we could be going there. You can't really argue against yeah. it either. Would Joe Biden be placed at any kind of disadvantage going this route rather than the individual donor route? So in some ways, you could argue that financially speaking, he could be at an advantage because of the massive amounts of money the DNC can raise because of the lack of restrictions there in terms of fundraising. You know, the numbers are pretty staggering when you really dive into them in terms of what a party can raise versus what a committee can raise. A single donor can give to the DNC up to $875,000 a year compared to $2,900, which is the cap on a contribution to a candidate, a presidential campaign. So financially, there could be an advantage and DNC has a lot of infrastructure on the ground in states, grassroots operations that can do a lot of things, get out the vote, and, and that sort of stuff. And so he there wouldn't need to be time and money invested in, in that either. And it's also worth noting that President Biden has said he hopes that there is a rematch between himself and former President Trump, hoping that if he does run, then that's the case. NBC News correspondent Carol Lee on the prospects of President Joe Biden running again as president of this nation. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. The time now is 1225. Money News at 25 and 55 on WTOP. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. Another nervous day is likely on tap for Wall Street as Federal Reserve officials begin a two-day meeting. It'll likely end with another big interest rate increase as the Fed continues its battle against inflation. The market managed a modest gain yesterday following its worst weekly sell-off since mid-June. The main averages gained just over half a percent. Ford is still waiting on parts like computer chips so that it can finish building more than 45,000 vehicles that are just sitting on the lot. The automaker says they include mainly high-demand, high-margin trucks and SUVs. It expects to install the parts and ship the vehicles to dealers in the fourth quarter. In a hopeful sign for inflation, prices for used cars are finally headed lower. Mannheim Auctions, the world's largest seller of used cars, says prices fell to a one-year low during the first half of this month. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Larry Kofsky on WTOP. A 3% listing fee doesn't sound like a lot when selling a home, until it's your money. Cap Center has a much smaller... This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, Confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, 
If you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. 